Welcome to The Bull and the Bear, a money and markets podcast. We give you the advice you need to know to make investing safe and profitable. With The Bull and the Bear podcast, you'll get exclusive access to some of the top thinkers, analysts, advisors, and gurus in the investment business. And now for your hosts, Matt Clark and Charles Sizemore. And welcome uh, to this latest episode of the Bull and the Bear podcast. I'm your host and uh, Money and Markets Research Analyst, Matt Clark. Uh, glad you're with us as, uh, as, as we are each and every time that uh, you're listening to this, whether you're listening to it to us as a podcast uh, on Apple Music, on Apple, Apple Podcasts, rather, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, soon to be Amazon, and about 20 other uh, different podcast syndicators, or whether you're watching it on YouTube, uh, you can go to our YouTube channel and and subscribe. Just go to youtube.com and type in money and markets. We'll have the green logo. Uh, it'd be easy to spot us and you can go and subscribe. What I would encourage you to do is no matter how you listen to the podcast, whether it's through a podcast or through video, uh, subscribe and to make sure you get alerted every time that the podcast comes out. Because what we typically do is we put the podcast up before they go out to the general audience on moneymarkets.com. So you kind of become a bit of an insider, if you will, if you subscribe and get alerted. And you can do that very easily. Just hit subscribe uh, on whether, you, whether you're on Apple or whether you're on YouTube or whatever. Uh, just hit subscribe and then it'll ask if you want to be alerted. Just click yes and there you go. And uh, make sure you leave us a review. Uh, comments, questions are always welcome as well. Uh, you can email us directly at thebullandbear at moneyandmarkets.com. That will uh, that will reach us. Or you can leave a comment uh, in either our podcast or our YouTube. If there's maybe something you have, a particular stock or sector you'd like us to look at or anything like that, uh, we'd love to do that. And we've, we've gotten a lot of great feedback from all of our videos, our week ahead, our marijuana market update, um, all sorts of uh, great stuff. Plus, we've got some more stuff we're, uh, we're cooking up on the horizon for you. So make sure you stay tuned. Um, for that. Uh, I'll jump right in and, and get started today. And, and I, I've got a guest on and I'm very happy to, ha to have him on. We've had him on before. He's a great guy and uh, really knows his stuff in terms of the market and in terms of market analysis and, and, and understanding trends and, and where things go and, and how things are. And I love to have him on uh, every time he comes on. But he, he, he actually told me something that uh, I know has been is commonplace, but I, I heard it and it kind of refreshed my memory as to just how key uh, it really is. And he told me, you know, if you know what everyone else knows, you really don't know anything. And that resonates a little bit, especially when you're talking about investing. Uh, you know, people, when, when you're developing a strategy in terms of how to invest, what to invest in, um, you know, there's many different multiples to look at. There's many variables out there. There's, we've got Adam's, uh, Adam O'Dell's, uh, you know, stock rating system that looks at six different factors uh, that range across the market, ranging from size, volatility, uh, quality, value, et cetera. But, you know, everyone has a different strategy and, and no strategy is hundred percent. No strategy is, you know, completely, you know, off the wall and yields no results. All, all strategies have pros and cons. Um, but, but the one thing about it is, is that if you're a new investor and you're really not listening to anyone, you're just kind of picking and choosing or maybe using one market variable like profit, like price to earnings ratios or, moving averages or, or, you know, the more popular indicators, you know, you're basically doing what thousands of other investors are doing. You know, you're not really doing anything new. And therefore to be able to gain based on that, your gains are very limited. Um, so, so it's important that you kind of expand the horizon a little bit in terms of your, your investing knowledge and try to branch off a little bit and find those things that not everyone is, is, is doing. Uh, you know, and, and this is particularly uh, of interest for people who use a, a buy and hold strategy. This is a very, this is probably the most common 
you know, investment strategy out there because probably 80% of Americans are trying to save for retirement or save for, uh, you know, a boat, a house, uh, you know, whatever it happens to be. And they're using the stock market to try to increase that investment. And so buying and holding very simply is, is just what it says. You're buying a stock and you're holding it over a very long duration of time. Uh, and, and your hopes are is that the gains from that over that long duration are, are enough to put money back in your pocket to achieve whatever it is you're trying to achieve. The problem with that is, is that there are a lot of analysts out there that don't expect buy and hold strategies to fare fairly well in the next decade. Why that is, it could be any number of reasons. We're in a, mar we're in a market right now that is, is, is experiencing a lot of overvaluation um, and, and, and it's not really moving in sync with uh, you know, the economy. And again, remember the stock market is not the economy, but a lot of times they move a little bit in sync when the economy is down, the stock market tends to be down because investors are starting to pull back and take more of their holdings in cash. Um, that's really not the case. And what we're seeing, like I said, is a lot of overvaluation in the stock market. You can look across the board and, and, and look at various ratios and, and various indicators. You can see that there's a lot of stocks out there that are simply just not priced where they should be. So does that indicate that a pullback is coming? Perhaps. Uh, it doesn't appear the market is, is really working on that right now as the S&P hits a record, the NASDAQ continues to move forward, and the Dow is, is, is approaching a record as well. So it's not really moving in that direction, but you know things are cyclical. And, and as things go up, things go down. And when they go up, they go up kind of incrementally. When they go down, it's typically a, a lot sharper curve than that. So um, in fact, uh, asset manager GMO uh, it has a, is expecting the average returns for a buy and hold strategy to be around minus 5% in the next seven years. So what that in indicates is that, you know, what has been working for the last decade in a bull market is not necessarily going to be the same thing that works in the next 10 years. Um, and, and that means that you have to be nimble. You have to, you have to be willing to adjust and you have to be willing to augment kind of what you're doing. And, and that means, you know, adapting maybe a more short-term strategy that incorporates data and information and analytics that other investors simply aren't looking at. And that's why I bring in my guest today. And, and he is a chartered market technician with Banyan Hill Publishing. We've talked about his, 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 his past before, but he was, he was in the military. He's proudly served in the military. And, and during that service, um, and, and he can correct me if I'm wrong, because I probably will botch this at some point. Um, but if, if you know DARPA, if you're familiar with DARPA, if you're familiar with, with the installation of the first installation of the internet at the Pentagon, um, this, this individual was instrumental in helping make that happen. And what that should tell you is that this guy's smart, without question. And he's parlayed that information and has now made him one of the leading CMTs in the country and one of the leading CMTs at Bandit Hill Publishing. And, and we're glad to have him on uh, and, and uh, I'll bring him on right now, Michael Carr. Uh, joins us for this episode of The Bull and the Bear. Mike, first off, welcome. Thank you for taking time out. I know that you're very busy. You've had a very, very busy last couple months. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but it's been a very, very busy couple months for you, uh, but a very profitable and fruitful couple months for you. So that it, it's great to have you on, and thank you for joining. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate being here. Um, you know, again, when you, when you and I were kind of riffing a little bit more, you riffing than me, but I was doing more listening than I was actually talking, which, which is, you know, what I, what I like to do, especially with people that are in the room that are smarter than I am. Um, you know, it, you, you, what you said really resonated in that, you know, what has been working for investors in a buy and hold strategy for the last decade isn't necessarily going to work in the, in the coming 10 years. And, and so that, you know, again, like I said, leads me to think that 
investors need to be a little bit more nimble and need to kind of make adjustments to how they're looking at individual stocks and ETFs and REITs and, and, and different funds and, and, and what kind of factors they're looking at before they finally pull that trigger and decide to invest, uh, uh, whether it be short term or long term. Looking more short term, however, you know, let's talk about you've got a, a, a service that you're about ready to that you're launching um, that really incorporates um, this type of this type of thinking. And I, and I want to talk. I want you to talk more about what that is and and, and not necessarily dive deeper into your methodology because I want to give away the farm, but talk more about where your rationale is and your thinking. So what I think is, and most of us are familiar with the idea of the price chart, and we look at a stock chart, and it's got price going up, and it's always going up. Uh, and then across the bottom, we have time. And everybody focuses on price. Price is at a new high, that's bullish. Price is dropping, that's scary. Everyone forgets about that time factor. And that tells us quite a bit. Right now, if you recall, we're in the worst six months for the stock market. And the worst six months are beginning in May, and it's actually been a pretty good start to it. When you dig down deeper into that time factor, what you find is we're actually beginning the worst 40 days for the stock market. So it doesn't matter what happened prior to this, we're due for a seasonal peak right now every year, mid-August, stocks tend to take a dip. And that's where we're set up for right now. So I dig a little bit deeper than the standard cliches. Like you said, to know what everyone knows is to know nothing. And that's so true. I mean, even if you just think about in sports, we all know how to swing a bat. Yet 99% of us will never play professionally. That 1% knows something we don't know. And that tends to be the way it is in a profession. You have to know your edge. And when I manage money, we always talked about what is your edge right now. And if you didn't know what your edge was, you should be in cash because the market was going to take your money. I see. So you mentioned seasonals. You mentioned, be, you mentioned time and, and season, and that, that leads to me to think seasonally. So, so, you know, obviously, yes, we, you know, it's, it's sell in May, go away, and, and then, you know, up until about October, uh, then, you know, then it's, it's safe to get, get back in again. We haven't really seen the trend that indicates when that dip is coming, just because, like I said, just the other day, uh, the S&P hit a new high. Uh, the NASDAQ has been consistently moving ahead uh, thanks to technology stocks. Uh, the Dow is within a few percentage points of, of touching its February high. Um, so there's really no indication that this is going to happen. But tell me, you know, about the data that you're looking at. Say you drive deeper. Talk, talk about what that data is that you look at. So what I try to do is combine as much information into a single indicator as possible. And the strike zone uses a trend factor, current momentum, and what time of the year it is. And what we find is stocks tend to go up at certain times of the year, and all companies do this. You know, Apple announces a new product the same time every year. Companies announce earnings the same time every year. And this affects how stocks move. We see it in retail also. This year is a bad example, but normally the stores would be packed with back-to-school shoppers. And retailers tend to do well this quarter. Prior to that, the manufacturers that make the clothing and the backpacks do well. And it just, we can follow that pattern all through the year. 
And that's the seasonality that we see in the stock market. Kind of every stock has its season to shine. And that really makes sense if you think how the economy works, just because we need different things at different times of the year. So how is this strategy different from others? I mean, I know you talk about diving deeper into data and, and looking at seasonal trends, but really at the heart of it, how is this, and, and Strike Zone, by the way, just to preface, is, is actually the name of the service, just so uh, we're very, very clear. And we'll have links to how you can get more information on, on Strike Zone and, and on Mike in our show notes. So, 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 so don't panic. We'll make sure that you're, you're able to, to get that information. But again, talk about how this is different from, from other strategies that are out there. Because there's a ton of strategies out there. They're, they're everywhere. You can Google and, and find strategies um, that are, are just in the thousands. How is this one different? And what's different about this one is that seasonal overlay. So if you Google most strategies, they're going to be based on price in some way. So if you're looking at fundamentals, you're actually just trading price. When the P-E ratio is low, that means the price is low and you're expecting it to go up. If you're using any of the technicals that you see on stockcharts.com or one of the other websites, they're all just based on price. And every indicator will give you the signal at the same time. MACD, Stochastics, RSI, they all use price. They all use the same general time frame. And they all say buy and sell at the exact same moment. What I do is look at some different indicators. And we make them available through the service. And we tell you how we find the indicators in great detail. But we're looking at letting the market dictate what it's telling us, and then we're using the right time. So it's kind of that idea, the right stock at the right time. And the right time is just based upon price history over the course of 20-year periods. So that we know retailers, for example, tend to do well right now. One thing that may be surprising, stock general broad market indexes tend to do poorly right now but stock markets tend to do well. So ICE, the exchange uh, that owns NASDAQ and other uh, places where stocks are traded, that tends to be one of the best stocks while stocks are falling. And traders are looking ahead. They're saying, yeah, stocks are falling. There's a lot of volume. That's going to create a lot of profits for the companies that are involved in trading. So brokers and exchanges tend to do well as we see these prices plummet, as people panic. That's interesting. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you a bit of a curveball a little bit, and because what you, what you mentioned this, you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but I want to ask it directly. Now, we are in a time that is, has really augmented how things are. And in fact, if you're looking at a timing pattern as you're, as you're talking about, this has, has completely flummoxed that entirely. And I'm talking about coronavirus. Um, you know, obviously things are different in terms of how we're shopping. Things are different. You mentioned going back to school. Um, you know, now is a, is a peak time for shoppers to be at any given store to shop for supplies, for clothes, for whatever. And, and in, in a lot of instances, that's not happening because schools aren't reopening. Um, you know, so how do you account for these unknowns like that? Or, or can you? And, and I'm not saying that to try to poke a hole. I'm asking just because I, I think it's a valid point that we have these things that come up all the time. Um, you know, well, not all the time, not, not, certainly not to the degree of, of the coronavirus pandemic, but these things happen that will kind of dent that timing. So how do, how do, you, how do you account for that? 
there's an old joke. There was a political commentator, Will Rogers, who wrote in the 1920s and 30s. And he said, you know, the only way to make money in the stock market is to buy stocks that are going up. And if it ain't going up, don't buy it. And there's so much truth in that joke. Basically, the seasonality tells us the window to watch the stock. The momentum indicators tell us whether or not to buy the stock. If it ain't going up, don't buy it. And it's really that simple. Okay. The beauty of that is if it's going down, you can use a put option because it's an option service. So, you know, we also have seasonals where things go poorly and we're able to use put options for that. And, but and that's the idea. And that'll resonate well with uh, a lot of, our, our, our viewers, especially if they followed, you know, our chief economic strategist, uh, our, our chief investment strategist, rather, Adam O'Dell, because momentum is something that he looks at a lot. He, he, he relies not heavily, not, not at, I don't want to say it's, it's the only thing, but, you know, he, he has the same kind of mantra when it comes to investing. And that is, is a stock already trending upwards? Not will it? Because I think, and, and, and the fault there is that, you can see a stock that's, that's down and of course it's going to come back up, but the issue is, is when, and there's never a way to predict when that's going to happen. Is it going to happen after an earnings report? Is it going to happen because of a headline? Is it going to happen here, there, whatever? You never really know. But if a stock is already moving upwards, then you can see, you know, depending on how you're trailing out that momentum, how, how big a duration, obviously a one day pop is probably not adequate, but if you're looking at a couple of weeks and you're seeing the stock moving forward, then I think it's a safe assumption that that trend is going to continue for some period of time. That's kind of where Adam comes in and, and he says, okay, then I, I, I like where this is. It's, it's trending upwards. It, it may be a good, my other factors say the same thing. It's a good entry point now to get into it. So many people, I think, try to buy the dip. And I know we, you say that all the time, buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip. That's great. The problem is, is you never know where the dip bottoms. You never know. The only time you know when that dip bottoms is when there's a consistent uptrend in momentum. Uh, and so you're basically kind of either you're guessing beforehand or you're already using the momentum factor to, to decide that it's time to buy. So I think it's a great idea and, and tossing in time, I think adds a really interesting, interesting side to it, Mike. I, I, I'm, really, I'm really kind of intrigued by that. And you're, you're, you're using basically, I don't want to say patterns. Is patterns really the right word to, to use here? The, the patterns of, of, of when things should, uh, when they should be up or when they should be down? Is that, is that kind of a correct assessment? Exactly. It's just a recurring pattern in time. Okay. Um, so I, you know, I, I have so many other questions I want to ask, but they all are more, you know, information that I can't ask you, you know, in terms of how it's done and things like that. But I will say that we will have uh, uh, links on how you can find out more about Strike Zone. It is an option service, which if you're interested in trading options, I will tell you what, there are few better than Michael Carr uh, in terms of options. Um, he, he recently released, he, he, it's not options, but he recently released a, a one trade uh, a service that has done phenomenal and has yielded uh, fantastic returns for those who have invested in it. He's got another option service that has done excessively well. Um, so if you're looking at options uh, and you're maybe looking for something outside, you know, if you're already a Cycle 9 member with Adam O'Dell, that's great. Uh, maybe you're looking for uh, an augmented strategy to kind of tie the two together. I think this strike zone could be 
a great augmentation for that because it adds in that time, that seasonality factor. That, that's great. Mike, I'll ask you one last thing, and that is uh, anything else that you'd like, uh, you'd like the audience to know about Strike Zone or about, seasonal, about seasonality uh, before, we, uh, before we cut it loose? Well, like you were talking about, there's no way to know when the stock is done going down. And that's an old idea, actually. Charles Dow was writing about that in the 1890s. And his idea was focus on the safe third. Let the stock bottom, let it come up. Don't try to pick the bottom. Buy after it's coming up. Let it go all the way up. Let it start falling and then sell. So you pick that middle third where it's safe to get your gains. And I mean, the idea is 130 years old now, and it still works. Still tried and true. I mean, it's, it's, you know, and that's why I think some of the older adages in terms of the stock market from guys like Charles Dow, and uh, I think they, they are often forgotten and, and ill-advisedly forgotten just because I think, you know, these guys really had a handle on things. This was before we had stock charts to look at and analytics to drive it and data, all this data and all this and the other. It was basically you're looking at things like the Wall Street Journal or whatever, and you're looking at, at stock prices, and that was what you're basing your whole your whole idea on uh, in terms of investing. So, um, Mike, I, I, I look forward to, to this. Like I said, we will have links uh, in the show notes on how you can get more information on Strike Zone. Uh, I'm excited about it. I think it's, it's going to be uh, another gangbuster service by Mike Carr. Uh, if you're not, uh, if you don't know about Mike, go to BanyanHill.com uh, and, and look him up. I tell you what, his credentials are impeccable. Uh, the guy knows his stuff. He's, he's, he's on the mark. He's on point. And uh, there are few uh, that are better at it than, than Michael Carr. So, uh, Mike, thank you for coming on uh, this episode of The Bull and the Bear. We hope to have you on uh, many, many more times. You can check out Mike's chart of the day. He submits that every day on moneyandmarkets.com. Uh, it is a great read if you're looking for, you know, uh, that piece of information that you need to kind of get your day. You know, that is a great place to start. And that's with Michael Carr's chart of the day on moneymarkets.com. Uh, Mike, thanks so much for, for being on. And we look forward to the next time where we can talk about all the great success with Strike Zone. Thank you, Matt. And uh, you can, again, listen to uh, the Bull and the Bear podcast on uh, a numerous podcast indicators, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Uh, soon we'll be on Amazon. So that means you can actually listen through your connected devices and speakers. Uh, you can go to any podcast indicator that has us uh, subscribe. Make sure you get alerted every time we, we do push out a new podcast. That way you will kind of get the podcast before everyone else does. Uh, and uh, leave us a review. Uh, leave us a comment as well. You can also watch this podcast on YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com. Type in Money and Markets. You'll see us. We've got the green logo. You can't miss us. We've got this. We've got the marijuana market update that we put out every week. The week ahead that comes out to get you ready for uh, the upcoming week on Wall Street. Uh, and uh, Again, same rule applies there. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and uh, make sure you get alerted every time a, uh, a new video comes out. That way you'll get it first. Uh, before we put it out on uh, moneymarkets.com. And also check out moneymarkets.com for things like uh, Michael Carr's chart of the day. Um, I try to write about every day on different things. Uh, Charles Sizemore as well. Yeah, we, we've got uh, a wealth of, of great, safe, profitable investing information on there for you uh, to check out. Coming up, uh, our next podcast will feature uh, Money and Markets Chief Investment Strategist Adam O'Dell, as well as contributor Charles Sizemore. We're going to talk about a particular sector that has been uh, widely talked about in the news uh, over the last year, uh, and we're going to pick out three stocks out of that sector and uh, and give our take on on each one of them. You don't want to miss that because it's uh, it's a, it's a sector that you know about, and they're companies that you definitely have heard about. 
uh, and you want to see kind of where our take is on each one of those. So uh, for Michael Carr, thanks again for joining us. I am uh, the Bull and the Bear host and uh, Money and Markets uh, market, uh, market Analyst, Matt Clark. And until next time, everyone, safe trading. You've been listening to the Bull and the Bear, a Money and Markets podcast. Tune in each week to hear insights on how to make investing safe and profitable for you. 